I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. A very similar personality to number two child is my aunt, Mm -hmm. who we think has embarked on a fair amount of dementia. Yes. And we, you know, that could possibly be just her, her executive functioning is always had some amount of compromise. And for those without an education or psychology background, define executive functioning. What would be the simplest way to... Your ability to make good choices. Yeah, I was going to say common sense. Yeah. But it's more than common sense. It is ability to make choices that are safe and sound. Yeah. Yeah. And and possibly even in your best interest. <laughs> so Yes. The ability to think through the consequences of your choices before you make them and... And then decide act, to make them anyway. Act on the choices that you make. Act on the proper... Yes. Train of... Yeah, there's no train of thought that's leading you in that direction. So she has had some of that probably most of her life, which she recently, you know, found out since she's been living near us and going to a doctor who discovered she's probably had some seizures all her life and stuff. That is so correct. So she's had that. And but, but recently... We have talked about a few times where she's had some more significant concerning problems of getting lost. Yes. And this started way back when she would be picking up number two and number three from like gymnastics or from school. And the doctor that she was seeing at the time and would describe it as a petty mal seizure. Some kind of episode. Some sort of epileptic episode where, you know, her electrical storm in her brain was preventing her from processing where she was going or what she was doing for a moment. Right. And another thing that would happen, and we're not sure if that's happening because of or in addition to these problems, but she would not take her meds correctly, which are also in part to help these problems. Yes. So that would make it worse, or at least that's what she'd say. Oh, I was taking this wrong, or I forgot to take my meds, or I didn't get them filled. or. And so for a long time, we're chalking up these memory problems and functioning problems to this constellation of causes. Right. With some questioning involved, but she would go to pick up kids and get lost on her way there. Even though it's only four blocks away. Or once she had kids, I mean, they could tell her where they were supposed to be going. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? It's a right turn here. Yeah. If they were paying attention, which once they knew they should pay attention, they did. (laughs) Because they they wanted to get places on time. They did. Uh, They didn't want to take the long route. (laughs) But she would do that, and then she would do things like get to her house and forget how to turn off the car. Yes. Somebody would have to come out and tell her how to turn off the car or how to put it in gear and turn it off. Right. And stuff like that. So that would come and go. And because it would come and go so severely, we thought, okay, maybe you didn't take your meds because you didn't want to. And now you're just telling us you forgot. Mm Mm-hmm. Who knows? Right. But lately it's gotten worse and worse. And and losing our dog and forgetting the keys and forgetting how to text you that she had the keys was that we discussed last week was one of many things that has happened in the past few weeks along with... And months. And months. Because on the way back from my sister, she got majorly lost. She did and ended up in a ditch and we talked about that. Yeah. And And then she was going on an airplane to go visit your sister because she wasn't going to drive there again, which was a wise choice. Yeah, everybody said no. 
Well, apparently she called number two's mom. With whom she has been living with the intent of helping. Yes. From the airport and left a message. And the child was actually at his mom's house that night because her sister had come into town to help her. So Mm -hmm. he actually got to go there one night. Because she has had some pretty severe neurological problems lately that have inhibited her physical functioning. Right. Very severe. So he actually got to go to his mom's house and she wasn't looking at the phone, but my aunt had left a message saying, I'm at the airport, but I don't know where I'm going. And I'm thinking, (laughs) okay, well, calling somebody who's like a couple thousand miles away is not really probably going to help you. You call security and have them read your boarding pass for you if your reading is not working right now. You call security and ask them to read your boarding pass for you. Right, and if you have a boarding pass, you can bring it to any airline personnel at the airport and have somebody help you. Yes. Which is what she should have done when she lost her car. She should have got a security person to help her. Yes. So not looked for it for a day and a half. She lost her car? She lost her car when she went out to dinner and thought she parked it someplace and had not. And instead of getting a security person to help her, she called Papa, Grandma's husband, and had him come and get her. And they drove around for a long time, couldn't find it. Doesn't she have the little beeper? She can just beep and follow the sound. That's what I do when I lose my car. Okay, so they drove around for a couple hours and didn't find it. So they went back the next day, and it was in a different parking lot. It was not where she thought she had parked it. It was completely different, like other side of the whole complex of where she was. So beeping wouldn't have found the car either. (sighs) But the thing to do when you're at a big place that has security personnel is to ask them for help. Yes. But... Anyhow. But she doesn't want to. And I think... This is all fairly recent. Yes. So she went home. She finally sold her house and she flew there and signed the papers and stuff and managed to get on the plane. The text I got from his mom saying that your poor aunt called me and didn't know where she was going from the airport. (laughs) Can you please check with your sister if she got there? (laughs) And... I didn't see any, I saw a, te- you know, a, a post from my sister saying she was going to get my aunt from the airport, but then I never saw anything else. And I thought, she's not asking me where my aunt is, so she's not completely lost, but I wonder what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did finally ask her. So the point is that now we have a fairly incapacitated boy's mommy who has been sharing a home with an increasingly mentally incapacitated supposed helper. Yes. And she was helpful at first. She was very helpful at first. She was very helpful at first. She got his other mom back on her feet after she had had some very severe health problems. And then she got a job and it was a really good situation for about somewhere between three and five months. And then my mother got here. And then your mother got here. And then then my aunt kind of went crazy over that. And And she never never recovered. really totally improved. They went up and down, but they never reached that peak point of productiveness again. Um, Because my aunt also has, like our number two child, a anger issue. Yes. So they need to be separated. And I'm the one who's put my aunt there. And I'm the one who has to listen to, hey, I'm worried your aunt is doing this. And hey, you know, his mom is blah, 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 blah. And she never blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, enough. Yes. They need to be separated because his mom needs to get somebody else to come and take care of her that she's probably going to have to pay to stay and Yes, or at she's least come probably there. going to have to have a home health aid. And my aunt needs to go get tested for dementia. 
Yes. And so she's up going to my sister's house at this point. So I say, while she's there, we need to talk to her. And this is good because she can be at your house and you can try to help us. Mm-hmm. Your sister is not big on conflict. Your ex is not big on conflict, like in a very big way that is potentially difficult for our child occasionally. Our our child and my aunt are rated on conflict on a scale of 1 to 10 at about 200. Yes. And my ex is rated at about minus 300 and my sister at minus 200. And that's our scale of one to 10. Yes. Okay. And so nobody is actually, when you're saying you guys need to talk to her, you guys need to talk to her. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to talk to her. Yes, because (laughs) I am all done with this. And what am I going to say? So So you are, you know, you you swing from about a one to about an eight on conflict, depending on your... I try to stay away from the 10. Let's put it that way. You do. I try very hard. You do. Yes. And it is in your genetic makeup that your natural hormonal and brain chemistry self is just going to struggle with that and we work with it and you are amazing i think thank you i, I compared to the rest of your I family really i think you really hard. well i think Takes that makes a lot, a lot of, of different well it, because it, they it clearly does. don't no and i having tried i feel less comfortable with mm-hmm. exploding right because it feels wrong yes which is good because it's not so nice. but anyhow you are the one member of this entire situation in your family that can appropriately manage conflict unless it is what i'm trying my to say son. here yeah, i don't always appropriately manage it with my son sometimes I oh we can talk about that when angry. we're done talking about your aunt i still manage it i <laughs> just do. don't feel managed we had what an kind, unmanageable situation after you called your aunt but that yes. we'll get to that later so anyhow <laughs> i call my aunt with my sister, mm-hmm. and I say, are you guys busy? And my sister's over there saying, if you're going to call, can you please get this done so I can quit stressing? And I text her back and say, do we get to do that? <laughs> quit stressing? I need to know more. <laughs> How is that accomplished? Right. I've heard that some people do that. So I call her in there at the store, and she says, well, we'll be home in a little while. I said, text me when you're home, and I will call you. They go home eventually, and they're on the speaker phone. And I tell my aunt, look, your housemate is having severe health problems and needs more help than you should be giving. And that I expect it could get much worse. And that is not what you are there for. On top of it, you are having some possible health problems and I don't want you to stay there anymore. It's time for you to move out. You have money from selling your house and you can buy something Or you can rent something for a while and decide if you'd like to buy something. And my work wife has been looking at a lot of smaller places because she's been considering moving to a smaller place for a while. So she knows a lot about it and she's perfectly willing to help you look at places to to live. Yeah. But we need to get you moved. And my aunt. I don't remember having any memory problems. Well, we didn't even get to that yet, you know, because she's all mad. Well, what do you mean I have to move? You know, and I said, look, this is about health problems. Well, I don't have any health problems. I said, you do have some problems going on. She starts yelling at me that she doesn't have any memory problems. When I say to her, you're having some problems with your memory. And she starts yelling, I don't have any memory problems. And I'm like, look. How would you know if you weren't remembering things? 
Wouldn't somebody have to tell you? That's too much logic that for her. That was way too much logic. <laughs> and she's yelling. She's just as she, bad as number two she is. She is pitching an unreasonable fit about this. Yes, she is. It's all about her. And we're, And who cares that, you know, the, the person she's supposed to be caring for is going to need a live-in home health aid. Yes. It has nothing I'd to say, do with that. Fine. You don't have to have memory problems. You don't have to take care of them. You can do whatever you want. I really don't care because I don't have time to make you do something that you don't want to. However, I think my sister cares because this is the only way my sister's going to say anything. Uh-huh. And she did. Good. I wasn't sure even if she still would. She goes, yes, I do care. And this is not okay. And you need to go to the doctor. Good. <laughs> and because my sister's not like a fighting person, my aunt's like, well, I don't need to. And I said, fine, don't. I don't care. Bottom line is. You still need to move and we will help you. But I don't want you in this situation because her health problems are going to need more care and it could get worse, and I, it's not what I want. Right. I want to get you moved while it's a good time to do it. And she's, she wants to fight about whether or not she has memory problems. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> this care. Is, this is just like when the dog had gotten loose, and she's not going to go and check on the dog until she's told you the whole story about why it might be true. Why it might not be true. Yes. And so I don't care that... That this kid, other mom, is having health problems. I'm going to tell you the whole story about why my problems aren't really problems. Right. <laughs> and so my sister's like, no, 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 I am not okay with this. You you have to go to the doctor. And I say, I told her she needed to stop yelling. Or I did not need to talk to her until she was calm. And all of a sudden, she shut up and was perfectly quiet. So it's sort of like, well, fine, I won't talk then. Well, which part is of okay. That, yeah, that's it's fine. Because okay, it was done. I was done with the yelling. It made it pretty clear at that point that she wasn't actually interested in problem solving. She was interested in getting attention for her pity party. If you were going to hang up, then she was going to do what it would take to keep you paying attention to her. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's all about this power struggle, which is also like the other kid. Also like the kid, yes. <laughs> so eventually, my sister got her to agree that she would make a doctor's appointment for her. And that one of us would go with her. Mm-hmm. And I said, that was fine. I would go unless somebody else, like grandma or somebody was going that could do that. Yes. She's not going until middle of July. I think she's going on my mother's birthday, actually. Oh, that will be great. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> your sister was saying something about your, your aunt and your mother living in the same complex. Well, my sister mentioned this before we talked to my aunt. She said, can't she live in the same complex as mom? And I was like, are you kidding? They They both get kicked out of there. So then the other day, when I took my mother to the store and such, my mom said, well, she could live where I live. She doesn't have to live in the same building. There is quite a large senior apartment complex there. There, There's about a block and a half's worth of buildings. She could live on the other end. Your mom lives on one end of that complex. And I, I said, don't you think you guys would get into fights? And she said, no, she doesn't have to live in the same building. And there's a swimming pool here and she likes to swim. And she could have her friend over for swimming. Grandma could come swimming with her. Her friend could come. There's lots of stuff they do here. They play cards. They gossip. She likes that. <laughs> I said, I don't think she'll do it. It sounds too reasonable. So, um, so I don't think she will, but she could consider doing it for a year. Yeah, it's she could decide to buy something. And my sister is like, well, what if she buys something and, and she can't manage it? 
And I said, not my problem. It's her choice. It's her life. And I understand you have worries about her, but unless you're keeping her at your house, because I've already got mom over here. Right. I can't stretch myself that far to try to force our very stubborn aunt into being reasonable. I already have a kid who does the same thing, and I am responsible for raising, and our mom. So either your turn or manage it. Or she's on her own. Manage it from there. Mm -hmm. I can only do so much for her. Right. If she gets into trouble and it's not somebody she's living with's fault, it may become more apparent. That it wasn't somebody else who left the fridge open. It wasn't somebody else who... Left the burner on the stove on. Yeah. And this is a thing that stuff that people with dementia do that... That she has done at... She has done... The other house. That she doesn't believe. I I was going to ask if if they had the messages saved that she's left, but I doubt they do. But I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. Because she did not believe that she had left any messages about being lost. She has left, left lots of them yes. in the past several months. So, in any case, yes. supposedly she's calming down, Yeah, according to my mother, which is a fairly good source because if she's mad, she gives my mother hell. Oh, yeah. And then she calls to tell me how she had to give my mother hell. <laughs> um, she tells on herself all the time. It's so does. funny. She tells on herself, <laughs> well, I did this. Okay. Did that help? <laughs> no, but I needed to. <laughs> Okay. Executive functioning what? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, so after all of this. So so after all of this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then one more night, you're working late and we're just so stretched thin with regards to our sanity and our emotional resources. And we're starting to get physically drained from all of this also. And, and it's the end of the semester. So and it's the end of the double. semester. So I've had concerts and grades and concerts and grades. And I'm looking for another position to transfer to. So I've got interviews on top of that and that background stress of when are they going to call for the next interview? And and I just go to Behind take a shower. on your homework. Yes. And I'm behind on my homework because of all these other things that I've had to get done for work work. Because homework doesn't get me paid. I just pay to do it. Right. Um, And and there is some extra efforts we've put into self-care because of these stressors. Like I was starting to feel a little under the weather. And so I, instead of doing homework for four hours every night, I went to bed three hours early. You did. Mm -hmm. And I I snuck away because I knew you'd fall asleep if I just snuck away. (laughs) And I was listening to... I've developed some some habits for myself that are daily things that you can do to encourage your sanity, and those are things little things find that little you things do just you for like. yourself. Right. So I was listening to the baseball game and watching Rachel Maddow. And you can do this with the baseball game on your phone audio. Yes. And then Rachel Maddow on the TV with, with the words the going on the bottom, closed captioning, and, and no I audio. Can, And I can switch off the baseball game audio while I'm listening to her if I want, and then watch the... The score on your phone. The score, and and you can see the pitches. You're multitasking your self-care. I am multitasking (laughs) my self-care. It is necessary at this point. It totally is. While you you fell asleep. And so the funny thing happened on the baseball game. Funny thing happened. So I've been listening to a lot of baseball because I really enjoy it. There's something very calming about listening to the baseball game for me. And of course, it doesn't hurt that my team is winning a lot. (laughs) It doesn't hurt. 
Yes. But I'm I'm at work and I've got it's one evening so I've got the phone in my pocket and I'm you know walking around doing work and I walk to the bathroom with the ball game on in my pocket. Uh-huh. And I hear the baseball announcers, the two of them. And you know, this is a thing in sports where people razz each other and guys do that kind of stuff anyway. Uh-huh. So one of them is talking about one of the players and apparently this guy has changed his name. And the player so has. The player has changed his name. And so the one guy is saying, I'm remembering to call him this, but some of his team players still call him that. And can you imagine one day just getting up and deciding to change your name and now your name is this and not that? And the other guy says, well, if your name was, and he gives like his whole name, it's like this long... His long, long, annoying, and not very conducive to being said, and also rather old-fashioned and odd birth name. birth name that apparently he doesn't connect to. Well, if your name was Yekety Ebenezer Snodgrass. (laughs) Then maybe you would. And the other guy's like, oh, well, I didn't realize that might be an issue. I'm sorry. Yes. And I was like... That was the weirdest thing I've ever heard on baseball radio. And we connect to it a little bit differently because there's a lot of name changey stuff that happens in our community. Yes, and then there's trans people who change their name again and, and some again and again. Who understand that and others who are like, What the fuck? Yeah. So it was I that's something that I have a heightened awareness for of yes. people talking about things like changing names and why you would need to do that. Yes. And also that it, their exchange was so non-conformative. Yes. I was like, whoa. And then they stopped and then they went on to the ball game again. And I was like, that was so great. I wish I had recorded that. Yeah. So baseball got even a little more fun. Baseball got even a little more fun. Right. But as um, I'm putting kids in bed and then I'm saying, you know, I'm going to go take my shower now. Yes. And I'm continuing to work late. By late, I mean like nine o'clock. Yes. You work late until nine o'clock, sometimes with clients, sometimes just staying at the office because you need that Friday off by that point. Well, and I I get the most work done when I'm in between late night clients and don't have anybody in the office. Yes. Nobody is there to have their conversation and their backgrounds. Mm-hmm. noise distracting you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's good that you're able so. to stay at the office between clients yeah. and get work done. And then I was out at a client until very late, both, both nights that I work late this week. And I came home the second one. And I was in the shower and I have my podcast on in the shower. My phone has a waterproof case and I hear a bang like something falling or something thumping against something else. And I text number one child from the shower and I say, will you please check on that noise? Make sure the kids are okay. Do I need to rush out of the shower and take somebody to the emergency room? Right. And this is how you communicate with him anyway. So it's perfectly... I text with him across the house all the time. And it's more efficient than walking upstairs to his bedroom and trying to have a face-to-face conversation. Yes. It really is. So I just text him from the shower. Will you check on that? Let me know what happened. He texts me back and says, your bedroom window was open and it was blowing wind in that banged on the bedroom door. Because it was nice out. So you It was nice out. Some air coming in the room and... And our bedroom needed airing out. <laughs> right. And, and being quite so detail-oriented, I usually put something there to keep it from doing that. I hadn't even thought about it. Because you don't usually do that. I do that. And so I just continue about my shower. And when I get out of the shower, there are two small people out of their beds standing at my doorway 
Well, I take that back one. Number three was at my doorway, and number two was at number one's doorway all the way down the hall, (laughs) watching him play video games. Ah. And so I get after them. I give them both hell. Because it's almost nine o'clock now. It is almost nine o'clock. They are supposed to be in bed at seven, and they can read or do any other quiet activity in their beds until, until there is no more light from the window by which to do this other reading or other activity but they need to be in their rooms, in their beds resting. And number three especially knows this is her job because she occasionally has trouble sleeping after she comes home from her father's house. She knows her job is not to fall asleep. Her job is to, and this just takes the pressure off not being able to fall asleep. Her job is to, number one, stay in her bed. Number two, be calm and rest. Mm -hmm. Those are her only jobs. Which one of those did you fail at, young lady? (laughs) Because the idea of sleeping stresses her out. It does. <laughs> it does. I don't know. Just wait. Oh. She's an adult. And tells us how she wants to take a nap. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, no. So they're both up. And I give them both what for about being up. And they say, oh, but there was a noise. And I said, if there is a noise, you have permission to get up out of your beds in case of an emergency. An emergency means something very bad will happen if we do not fix it. Bathroom could be an emergency. A drink could be an emergency if you're feeling sick or having a coughing fit. Can you think of some other emergencies? Is a big noise an emergency? It could be if something got broken or got hurt. Well, then you go and check and then you get back in your bed. But I was coming to talk to you. I was in the shower. If you saw that nothing was broken and no one was hurt, you wait in your bed for me. Otherwise... If the house is on fire, you come to the shower and tell me, even if you said it. (laughs) (laughs) You know our children. True, true. And so I gave them what for you get up in your beds right now. Right. And then you got home and number two starts wailing for you. He's trying to use his sweet wailing voice. Daddy. And I just came in the door downstairs, and you're like, oh, what are these kids? And I'm like, what? They got up out of their beds. They were playing in the hallway. And then I hear him calling, and I say, look, don't call me. I will come and check on you in a little while when it's time. And then once I had calmed down enough to have a proper talk with them, I went to number three first, because I knew that her talk would be fairly reasonable and logical, and I could gather my strength through that to deal with number two. (laughs) We had a discussion, and by discussion, I mean lecture. Yes. (laughs) About staying in your bed unless it's an emergency and what constitutes an emergency. And there are going to be consequences for getting up out of your bed, but we haven't decided what they are yet, but they'll probably involve loss of privileges at bedtime. Right. And then I go in to check with you that you don't have a specific plan to deal with number three. And should I just go talk to him now? Because that's kind of my plan, but I don't want to. Because he's in there calling me again for the third time. I was ready to to just, you know, just have the discussion with him and be done for the night. And I didn't want to give him the pleasure of dealing with you because that's clearly what he wanted. And it would feel like a reward for misbehavior on his end. It wasn't a reward. You went in there. I lost. Guns blazing. I was so mad, and I had enough. And I just went in there and yelled at him. He was not happy to see me. It was not a reward. It was not a reward. He's looking at me with his mouth hanging open. And You're finally, actually yelling. He says to me, never mind, just get out. 
and I'm closing its shades and turning off the light. And I say, I will. And you stay in your bed and go to sleep and do not call me again because there's no emergency in here. And I will check on you at the time. Just get out. Just get out. You're an asshole. <laughs> I'm closing the door by now. He's calling you all sorts of names. And I'm like, well, I'm sure you feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's whatever it is. Yeah. And he had sworn at me the other day, too. But it was one of those where sort of like calling us a fuck or a chicken boob, where he has clearly heard these co- these these individual words, probably on the playground but he hasn't heard them put together with any sort of appropriate syntax. And so he's just spouting words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's kind of what he was doing to you too. But by that point, you weren't hearing words anymore. You were just, I'm done. (laughs) I was not thrilled about yelling, but I also knew at that point he did not get a reward out of it and that he probably won't do that again. Correct. But that didn't make my night better. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of lost it. I, I had had enough at that point with my aunt this week and too many kids for too long. And despite my baseball and Rachel Maddow. (laughs) uh, There's only so much uh, self-care you can gain from media consumption. Yeah. So I yelled. You did yell. I yelled. I think. That he should be quiet and stay in his bed. (laughs) Stop calling me. And I was done with it. Yeah. So. So (sighs) our, our sanity is wearing thin. It is. I I feel slightly better. We've had no children of our own at our house since yesterday midday. Almost 24 hours at this point, although eight of those, nine of those were spent in bed. And five of those were spent with somebody else's kids. Yes, and I, I took those kids to the park. That was very nice of you so I could get some homework caught up. Well, it was productive because you could get homework done. I like to be outside and they needed to run around. You know, when we got there, the... The three-year-old, um, is she still three or is she four I think now? she's four now. She's like three, though. Mm-hmm. Um, she played a little bit, and then she wanted to go back, and I told her no. I said, no, we're not ready to go back. I'm thinking, I'm not bringing you back so you could bother us, everybody. You stay here and bother your sister at the park. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, she's like the battering ram approach that our number two child has. Uh, Asks you again in about two seconds. Can we go back now? How about now? Can we go back Mm-hmm. No, go and play. <sighs> they did. They played, and then they got tired, and then we came back. So it's been a fairly nice weekend, even with that, though. We're starting to regain some of our sanity and some of our physical health that was starting to be drained by stress. We went to adult dinner and ate food. We we had a grown-up, almost a date night. It was kind of nice. Yeah, after, the, after we got rid of the other person's kids, we jumped in the car and went to eat dinner. It was a late dinner. We got there just in time before they closed. We did get there just before they closed, and we gave her an extra tip because we kept her late, but we like her food and her place, and she knows us. We're repeat patrons of Mm. her establishment, and Mm -hmm. we have a relationship with the proprietor. In that way. In that way, yes. We don't have that kind of relationship (laughs) with the proprietor. We're lucky if we have that kind of relationship with each other. I know. (laughs) (sighs) Speaking of which, should we turn off the microphone now? That would be a good idea. Okay. Is that it? That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. 
Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. And she starts yelling, I don't have any memory problems. And I'm like, look, how would you know if you weren't remembering things? Ha, 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 ha.